that's what would happen. Like you see the expression on fucking Ovechkin's face. That gave you chills just picking up that cup. But yeah. Weber and Price and them, I can I can only imagine the fucking second Especially they grab Price. that thing. They just... yeah. Welcome to Buzzed Up and Baked, episode four. Here we go, in person and live. And I got my brother from another mother here, David, and my brother from the same mother here, uh, <laughs> Nick. <laughs> And we're just going to basically, you know, if you haven't watched this before, we're just going to have some drinks, get a little buzzed up, get a little baked, and shoot the shit. Shoot the shit about hockey. What's going on, boys? Not a lot. Nothing much. Thanks for having us. Well, why don't I kick this right off here and start with Jonathan Drouin and uh, the hot start to his season, eh? Yeah. That was much. Yeah. As, as a fan, like, I've been waiting for it and waiting for it and constantly backing him up. Kind of making myself look like a fool the last few years. And finally, it's just nice to see he's off to a hot start, and uh, he's keeping it simple out there. Yeah. Not just throwing pucks into the slot to a man that's not open, causing an odd man rush. He's actually, you know, making the good plays, chipping it down low, keeping it all on the boards. I, I like what I see from him so far. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing that, like, what's kind of completed his game a little bit. Not just that he has good line mates now, but, like, he's taken his time with the puck. He's not forcing plays. It's funny. He's not treating it like the Q league anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Deacon around an entire team. Like you can't do that. These guys are paid millions to stop you. Yeah. Like it's just, you got to pick your opportunities. And if you're going to like what you said, if you're going to do that every time, they're going to know you're going to do that every time. Like the Stu band spin around at the blue line. (laughs) Every every time it was, it was picked off They know he's going to do it. Yeah. So yeah, it's true. And, uh, and like if he's, starting to use his time and space, that's when some of those angles might open up for him too. But yeah, he's been like, it's, we're getting that Druen that started last season before he got absolutely fucking train wrecked by Ovechkin, yeah. which totally derailed his season. Pardon the pun. But uh, yeah, like he's, he looks really good out there and he's over a point a game now. I think he does. I just think Nick Suzuki makes everyone better. That's yeah, true. that is true. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah. I, I think he just... His hockey IQ is just so insane that you put anyone on a line with him and they're going to produce. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. But what, also with that being said is Juwen played with Nate in Halifax. So that's all Juwen needed was is just an elite centerman. Like, Juwen's not going to make players around him better, but the fact that he's finally got like a solidified, solid centerman who's only going to get better. I think Juwen and uh, Suzuki are going to be a pair for a long time. Long time. It could be, yeah. Like Anderson in that mix? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Come on. And dude, like he is fucking huge, but like he's as fast as Paul Byron out there. Oh yeah, prime Paul Byron. Like, Con- it's like, like six years ago, Paul up. Byron. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like even last night on the two on one with Cock and Yemi, like Anderson's nowhere to be seen. But then yeah. all of a sudden he comes out of nowhere. And 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 just... Yeah, we got a two on one on our yep. hands. And I love that Cock and Yemi actually shot there. Yeah. Like yeah, Cock and Yemi. Last year before the AHL, he would have passed. Yeah. I think sending him down was like the best thing they've ever done for him. Oh yeah, get the old and then gets all those assists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he shoots and we get a rebound. Goes to Anderson. He's fucking batting pucks in yeah, midair. Like, Second time. We're just effortless gonna... though. <laughs> like it's just disgusting. Yeah, the hand eye. Yeah, oh, it's so good. If I tried that, strike, strike one, <laughs> two and three. Yeah. <laughs> just fucking waving your yeah. stick all through the crease. Probably would have just took a high sticking penalty. <laughs> Riddick's helmet goes flying. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, it's been a good start to the season. It's crazy. It's nice to see. It's it's nice to just be able to like sit back and like enjoy games a little bit. Not that I don't enjoy them when it's they're like close and 
But uh, yeah, it's just nice to be able to just sit back and watch the Habs fucking have a lead, like a lead for once. And... Yeah. It hasn't been as stressful watching Habs games. It will get stressful, and it is when they play the Leafs, especially because I hate those bastards. But, <laughs> but like when even the odd time we've gone down a goal this season or a team starts to come back, like you don't get that panic like, oh, here we go. Yeah. Now the game's going to be over and we're going to lose somehow. It's like you actually have the confidence that, you know, they can actually keep them away. They can finish this out. Hopefully it sticks up like this because, man, it's been really impressive. They're fun to watch. Yeah. For the first time in a long time, I find. Like, yeah. just, it's it's a completely different element they have. And I don't know if it's, I think it'd be funner with the fans, though. Like, that oh, experience mm. at, at the home opener. Like, Gallagher gets the first goal at the Bell Center to start the year. Yeah. Like, how fitting is that? The fucking horn going off. Yeah. The buildings exploding. We probably, you know, a bunch of healthcare workers. And not to mention, that's Perry's yeah. 799th point. So, he's going to get his 800th. Yeah. Weber's going to reach his 1,000 games. And no fans in the arena. Man. Yeah. That's, yeah, well, yeah. Those are those are pretty Man. big milestones. They right? really that, are. That kind of sucks to not have the fans there for that. Yeah. They're gonna they're gonna have once they have fans back in the building, they're gonna have like a lineup of things they're gonna have to celebrate game by game, including the, the cup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Raising that banner. Yeah. yeah. So as you can see, guys, we're gonna have a blast tonight. We're gonna get buzzed and baked. And uh, it's going to be an absolute treat. So thank you for joining us. You're part of this crew as well. Get out of stand in the comments on whatever we talk about here. And uh, yeah, enjoy the show. So Crosby, it's coming to Montreal. <laughs> yeah, according to three panelists uh, last night, O-Dog, one of them, big Leafs guy, he thinks uh good fit. Crosby, he's Montreal. Yeah. He's going to go anywhere. I mean... It's, I bet you that he's got a short list of who it will be. Two teams. Two teams. Habs <laughs> and Fs. <laughs> yeah, they both rhyme. But that makes total sense, too, because why you, you either go back to your hometown, or not your hometown team, but your favorite team growing up, who is loaded with Olympian Canadian gold medalists that he's won medals with, uh, or won championships with, join up with them, go on a few cup runs, or you pair up with your, uh, you know, your heir, your... The guy who's taken over for you in terms of Cole Harper superstar, yeah. maybe go win a couple cups with them. I don't think Pittsburgh's gonna be winning any more cups unless it's this season. So, but like, who doesn't want to bring be the one to lead the charge to bring the cup back to Montreal? You know what I mean? Who doesn't want that title? Yeah, exactly. You know how sick that would be. Like, look at the Raptors. How insane that parade was, and it was all around Kawhi. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. He brought the championship yeah. to Toronto. Okay, let's be honest. But like, they had a blast with it. It's the first Canadian team to win anything in. I don't know how long. A long, a long time, time, probably since us. But so, like, to bring it to bring the cup to Montreal, who doesn't want to do that? It's such a pride thing. Could you imagine that Cole Harbor, Sidney Crosby, the greatest player of our fucking decade, comes to the Habs and wins a cup or more? Like that would be a modern day like potential dynasty for the last few years of Crosby's prime. It's just nice that like yeah. with the team we have now, people actually want to come and play in Montreal. Like look at Dubois. Yeah. His yeah. list was led with going to Montreal. Yeah. You know what I mean? How many people in the previous years even had Montreal on their trade list? Yeah. Like no one because they weren't contenders. Real. You know what I mean? Now with this record. It's so true, man. And the, like when you look at the last few players that signed here, like Joel Edmondson, for example, he came here because he wanted to be here. Yeah. 
made it clear. And Jake Allen, another guy. Resigned because he wanted to be here. Came here, then resigned because he wanted yeah. to be here. So, yeah. And even Josh Anderson, he committed to a really long-term deal yeah. to stay. And that's, uh, I mean, they paid up for it, but still. Worth it. Oh, big time 100%. worth it. <laughs> him and Toffoli. Yeah. I, I was a little worried about the Anderson signing. Like, when we got him, I was pumped. When we signed him for that term, I don't even really mind the cap hit, but for that term, it was like, with the shoulder, a little concerning, but to see him come out and start the way he started, I mean, two goals, maybe home opener against, uh, well, home opener, but first game of the season against the Leafs. Holy shit. And then to see him And he technically to... scored in the home opener. Yeah. 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 And he was interviewed saying how great it was to be in the Bell Center, what an experience it was, and then he goes out and scores a baseball-style goal. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely incredible. I love that. I'm glad you bring that up because at the beginning of the season, imagine if he didn't get those goals against Toronto. Yeah. The, the magnifying glass would have been on him so heavily because Domi became like a uh, a fan favorite really quick. And yeah. people loved him. And I don't blame them. Only because of his father, I think. <laughs> the troll factor with the Leafs. I, I, I think that played a bigger factor yeah. than his actual style. I mean, he, he did good in Montreal, but he also came with, what, two goals in Arizona the year yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. Like, so it wasn't a. Uh... I I loved him, and the the season though, I mean the season the first first season is he gonna do that again? I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Maybe with Line A, but yeah, he. But if Anderson didn't score those goals, the, the whole fan base is on him. So like the first game, shuts everyone up, and it's just we fall back. We're like, oh, we exactly. actually got a ball here. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and uh, crazy to think that we got a guy like that locked up long term. And like I want to see Max Domi do, do well too in Columbus. He's one of few got like, and he probably will. Yeah, like he's now he's out of the spotlight. I think he'll succeed more. I think it was too much where Ty Domi was legendary in Toronto. Max was trying to be that for Montreal, and it's like it just wasn't working. Yeah, yeah. he. I don't know what his style of play he wanted to be because mm. he didn't fight. Which I thought there were times he probably could have yeah. to change the game. Yeah, and stuff I wondered like that. too. I was wondering if that was the coach. Yeah, but yeah, that's a good point because I I was wondering like I thought we were gonna get more of like a scrappiness kind of yeah. player. Like I knew he had the skill coming in, but same. I thought he'd be a lot more scrappy yeah. than he was. Especially if, if you're not producing, yeah. do something. Yeah, add you know? something to the and then, table. And especially after the first his first preseason game, he like smashes Ekblad. Maybe went a little overboard. Yeah, and it kind of maybe threw off his little tenure in Montreal, but. It's like after that moment, he didn't really have any more moments like that. But like before this year, it was basically Deneau, Gallagher, Tatar. That was our forward lineup overall. Really, like in key situations, that's who they threw out. Yeah. Now you have four full lines. Julian literally just didn't care about matchups. He was like, well, I trust everyone. <laughs> Do you know how great that is? Yeah. That is, yeah. Yeah, that's huge. Like That must be such a new and like relieving feeling for him. Well, he needs to be relieved based on his incident <laughs> last year. So yeah. my biggest surprise, <laughs> a lot more stress free for him, yeah. was yeah. Uh, Jake Evans. Like I always knew he was like a younger player that's finally starting to like, like a solid fourth, you know, force he can win faceoffs. You were hyping him up, but I didn't know he was going to be this good. He is fantastic on the penalty kill, fucking uh, just great five on five. Like just the small details. Like he's a we got a good player on our hands here. Yeah, and the sky's yeah. the limit. Like I'm already seeing people come and be like, oh yeah, like he'll be a good like you know, solid fourth line or maybe career, like he'll, you know, ceiling third liner. It's like, this is his rookie oh. season. Yeah. And he looks like a veteran NHLer out there against how, good players. How many rookies do you throw in the penalty kill, really? Yeah. And like, he's just killing it. 
he's such a good skater. I think that's what's saving him. Like, he's got the smarts, and he's can, you know, he's a good player, but because he's so fast now, like, he can just get to any play. Yeah, and he's so aggressive on the penalty kill, like, stripping pucks and getting, like, oh, yeah, it's just, it's crazy to watch. Yeah, I love that, like, through this whole Canadian division, like, think about the culture in that locker room. Like, it was good enough already. Like, it was, you know, you got a legendary already Hall of Fame goalie, goalie Gary Golden. <laughs> Fucking up for the mountains, where you go. Uh, we got a, you got a legendary goalie. Uh, <laughs> Gary Price and Nett. Uh, uh, Shea Weber. Shea Weber is your captain, of all people. I mean, Brendan Gallagher, still a young guy, but sets the tone. So, like, they got, you know, good, good leaders in the room. But... Then you add like Cole Perry, and yet that's a big one. It's just huge that like you have someone like Yoel or Mia who had a fantastic game before he got hurt. Yeah, and last year you'd be like, "Shit, we're out of players." Yeah, and then Corey Perry steps into the role, oh, and he just cool. kills it. Yeah, for seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> Are you kidding me? And we still have Froelich, who's actually incredible and hasn't seen a game. And you know and, the and moment. Paling is just sitting there waiting for his chance. Hashtag trade bait. But uh Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's true. It like, is, yeah. You these guys come in and they look comfortable right away and they know that like this is my shot. I need to I need to perform. Yeah. Or else I'm gonna find myself back in the taxi squad. Like good luck to Armia now getting his spot back. I, might... I think he gets it back. Yeah, I think he he's could. got a proven track record. Yeah. With with Kakinami, especially because in previous years, it was the finish line, and they had Lekkonen with them. Yeah, you know what I mean. So he's he's been there. So yeah. it's hard to be like, "Hey, fuck you, Perry." Yeah, he's better. been on the team, especially yeah. when he goes out on how many points he have? Like four in that game. He yeah, goes out on a four point game. Yeah, That's and, and a nasty goal. Yeah, that oh, like a toey. Oh. Yeah. That was disgusting. But yeah, I agree with you. That's that. Yeah, that for sure. And how, how do you go wrong anyway? Because he's. Another guy that's defensively responsible, five on five. I love him. I've loved him since he came to Montreal. Yeah. Like, yeah. UFA too. He's he's a guy we might unfortunately lose, but regardless if that happens or not, I'm definitely gonna have fond memories of what he did for us. He's got hands. Oh yeah, <laughs> like underrated hands. Yeah. But like you got the expansion draft coming up. That's what worries me. It's gonna be interesting to see. Yeah, who we lose. Bergevin needs to start making calls and be like, "Here's the contract you need to take." Yeah. You know what I mean? Don't take our good players. Build that relationship yeah, now. Sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, basically. Because as much as Bergevin had a strong offseason of like solidifying the team and, and surrounding them with good pieces and putting them in a spot to like go on a potential run here, he's all about the wizardry, like the 4D chess. And I know he's thinking long term. He knows he's got the expansion draft coming up. And so not only did he load up for our team right now, but good luck to Seattle having to pick which guy to take from us. They might get a good player from us, and they probably will, but they're also going to leave a bunch of good players on the board off yep. our team too. So they have to be like careful about who they pick. Bergevin might go out there and be like, yeah, here's a second-round pick just to take this guy, but I'm not even sure if he will. I could see him just going and be like, just take, take, Mete and go. take who you want. Yeah. <laughs> Edmondson's available. Allen's available. Lekkonen's available. Fucking Byron. Like, whatever. Like, Mete's available. Like, how do you pick between all those guys? It depends on the GM, though, right? Because I find Vegas was like, we're drafting, we're in win-now mode. Yeah. And they haven't looked back. Like, they're an incredible hockey team. Yeah. Trading first rounders. Oh my whatever. goodness, like, man. Like, it's insane. And they're still, like, top of the league. Yeah. It wasn't a fluke. 
No. They took a bunch of nobodies like William Carlson. <laughs> he had like what ten goals in Columbus oh, the year before, and then he had forty two with Vegas year yeah. one. You gotta wonder how, like what the so communication factors like there, like when it comes to the expansion draft. Like if Seattle would be like, I don't know, either last minute or just in general, be like, hey, listen, we're taking this guy. So either hey, chuck us a pick, and we'll take who you want us to take out of this group, or whatever we'll take him because yes, it'll be interesting because uh, Burger Van Ken he has the right to do that. So. Yeah. There is a big power struggle there, and luckily we're in a spot where we have a GM who's a good negotiator. Who's their GM? Seattle, have they announced it yet? Ron Francis, isn't it? Is it? I think Ron it's Francis, sure. which is kind of cool. Yeah. First time GM. He's got to have a lot of pressure on his hands. But the big thing is, though, like, he'll have surrounded himself, I'm sure, with, like, veteran, knowledgeable, very strong yeah. people. And and it's, I like, what you're saying about Vegas coming in to be in a cup contender, as much as it was about them, like, being aggressive with trades and they had a good draft... It kind of like showcased how deep the NHL is yeah. with talent. It's wild. They call them a bunch of nobodies. Yeah. You know what I mean? They come in and they, well, they go to the conference finals or even the finals their first the year. The finals in the first year. Like, like, and, that, and that's just like uh, ammo for them. Yeah. All these third liners, fourth liners, whatever. And it gives them a bunch to prove. I bet you it'll be the same thing. The media will do the exact same thing. Oh, Vegas is going to be tough for them on paper, blah, blah, blah. But like these former NHLers taking on GM jobs are starting to do well too, right? Look at Bill Guerin in yeah. Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. That's a... Yeah. Last year was a dog shit team. Yeah. With cap issues, all kinds of problems. And now all of a sudden, they're looking pretty good. Yeah. They've convinced that Russian to come over, Kaprizov, yeah. and he's going off right now. Yeah, what a player he is. Yeah. Um, he went to Calder. Yeah. But guess who Mark Bergevin, uh, his protege a little bit was a year or two ago? Billy Guerin. <laughs> Billy Guerin, baby. Mark Bergevin has the respect of a lot of guys in the league. And it's I think it's to the point where, I mean, he's already one of the longest serving GMs in the league. Yeah. But... I don't know. I can't say enough about uh, about Bergie. Like the guys love him. Like remember a couple years ago when he came into the GM meeting and he to, to get by the media, he held a plant up over his face and like walked by, and everyone around him is just hear the run and all them are just fucking dying. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, and then you see him like at the draft, just munching on Doritos. He's got fucking Dorito chips all over him. Just giving her him and Timmons studs. Absolute studs. Fucking pink suit at the draft table i love it <laughs> absolutely yoked just like, you know, walking around jacked everywhere <laughs> oh man but he took all so much shit like it was weird because when he got hired by the habs he got kind of like the kyle dubas treatment at the beginning he got the hype like oh this new gm like everything he did was like oh wow like when he traded for petrie but he wasn't 18 people were like yeah yeah exactly <laughs> People are like, oh my god, what he's doing is great. They go on a little run there, maybe because of Carey Price. Probably carried them a little bit. I mean, Jeff Petrie. Carried right? them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, pun. But then... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then, the moment he trades Subban for Weber, ever since that moment and years after, like, anything he did, people shit on, like, everything he did. Well, Subban yeah, was like the yeah. face, though. Yeah, the face of the franchise, the guy who donated all that money to like yeah, yeah the children's like, charity awesome stuff. person, right? But you trade the face of the franchise for Weber, automatically everyone thinks it was a loss of a trade. Yeah. So everything they did, everything Bergman did from that point on, it was just judged right away as being like, oh, you fucking, you're a dummy, you lost. Yeah. 
he didn't know what he was doing with Subban Weber, so clearly he doesn't know what he's doing with anything else. Yeah. And now look, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Subban's Maybe. an absolute poison. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's true. I mean, how can you deny the trend at this point? He He's mixing it up with Galley in practice. He's mixing it up with Plecky in practice. Pat, there was clearly something going on with Pacioretty. So eventually he gets traded out of Montreal, and then... He pulled that shit with Miles Wood this year. Miles Wood this year. And even with Nashville, like the Listerine stuff with Crosby, that was Bush League, man. I remember that was so Bush League, especially for the final. I remember a couple of Nashville teammates had had some things to say about something he did too. It was in the playoffs. Yeah. And uh, don't get me wrong, like I have fond memories of watching Subban. I don't. Him, I do. Oh yeah. (laughs) What about him absolutely like destroying Brad Marchand? Oh, that was fucking. I jumped out of my chair. That that felt so good. Seeing him fucking skate to the back, (laughs) got a breath, fucking gagging for air. That fucking rat. Oh man. (laughs) Fucking perfect. And like some of his Subi Doo plays, like actually worked out. He scored some nice slappers. The breakaway goal against Colorado, like against Colorado, the, the playoff runs, especially when we knocked out Pittsburgh, knocked out Washington. But how can you just ignore that he is a poison in the locker room? Yeah. Yeah. Just ask Lindsey Vaughn. <laughs> maybe not in the locker room for her. Maybe in another room. Poison nonetheless. Uh, yeah. Uh, anyway. Bergevin, so it kind of worked. Maybe it worked out in Bergevin's favor. <laughs> I have a hard time seeing other GMs kind of thinking he's going to make a bad trade after that, like using that Osuban Weber reputation. But I don't know. Like maybe it kind of worked out for him in a way where some people underestimated him. Because right after that, a couple years down the line, Galchenyuk for Domi, absolute steal of a, of a trade. Yeah. And then after that, he makes the Pacioretty deal. And it Which I was all for, just to clarify. Yeah, I'm good on that too. From from day one, I never liked Patchetti. Yeah. I hated. Oh uh, yeah, that is. I can vote for that. <laughs> I hated him but for you so long. Love Dayarnay, who was hooking him oh. up. Yes, I did. Yeah, little Davy Dayarnay, <laughs> Saint on Earth. Yeah. No, he was underrated. Dude, he had like 70 points one season. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. So yeah, he, he ends up like he didn't. Necessarily, uh, yeah, he won that patch ready day very quick time. Even if patch ready's lightning, patch ready for Tatar was a win, yeah, exactly. You throw Nick Suzuki in the deal, and it's an automatic win and a second round pick, yeah. And then Norlander was it? (laughs) Norlander they used on that pick, and people are hyping him up now. So, like, but yeah, and then what you were saying, uh, Galchinyuk for Domi, and then Domi flip for for Anderson. Anderson. And what was it that you had last night? Oh, I seen someone say on Reddit, they're like, uh. Uh, Anderson now has more goals than Domi and Galchenyuk combined. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> and Domi scored the other night, and Galchenyuk, I think, has a couple goals on here, too. Yeah. Maybe just one. But hey, Galchenyuk in Ottawa is underrated. He could shine there. All they got to do is hit him up on the, the, the one-timer in the right circle when he's fucking cocked and ready to go. Maybe just not play him on the fourth line. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean, same with Domi. Like, Domi's a, a better player, but kind of cut from the same cloth. They're going to make defensive mistakes because they're pure offensive players. That's what makes Nick Suzuki such an absolute animal out there. Yeah. Not only is, does he have the elite like offensive ability, but he's smart. And he knows not to, he doesn't make mistakes for the most part. Yeah. Even though he's super young. That's what I, I didn't realize. Like when you, you and I watched him here in the uh, Memorial Cup there for the Storm. I, I knew the skill was there, like seeing him dangle, fucking score goals, make nasty passes, like get, get the assists. But 
I didn't really notice it as much, his defensive play. That was the biggest surprise for me, seeing him for the Habs this year. Yeah. And last year, it's just like how good he is defensively. Like, the fucking guy's got, like, Bergeron quality defense. Yeah. It's but crazy. his deeks are nasty. Yeah. Like, he's what Drouin wants to be <laughs> with deking. Okay? Yeah. Like, when he dangled that guy and Buddy flew into the boards there the other game. Oh, broke his ankles with the toe drag. That was so nasty, dude. Like, was. And then, the, and then when the dangle on Morgan Riley, put Morgan Riley down to the ice. Yeah, it's just fucking. Yeah, unreal. that is crazy. You know, he's what he's really good at. It looks like it's just oh, look at the nice toe drag play, but he's so good at getting the puck into his skates area and having still having control of it. So like when he's down, like protecting the puck in the corner or whatever, as long as the puck's like down in his skates, it may look like he doesn't have control, but he does. Yeah, exactly. And like he'll purposefully pull it in right next to his feet. Just to like fuck with people, and then he'll all of a sudden it's back out here again. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, it's and wild. one thing I noticed too about him with the dangles and stuff is, uh, fucking, he picks his fucking chances. Like he picks his, he doesn't just like how often do you see him do a toe drag trying to get around a guy and he doesn't pull it off. Mm. Like he knows when he can pull it off. He, he can knows keep when it he can. simple. Exactly. He keeps and it then simple, go yeah. completely mind blowing. Yeah. Like yeah. it's it's so insane. Like his hockey IQ is just. It's something else when he tricks the viewers, but he also tricks the guys on the ice. Yeah. And you've seen it multiple times now. It's like he, it's like his, his hands work with his mind and he's reading what the guy, it's like, oh, he's at a body position so I can pull a toe here and it's going to completely, like, he's not going to be able to pick me off because he's, his stick's over here and his body's over here. So boom, like to have that mind going that quick, like, yeah. it's, it's absolutely wild. Oh yeah. Big and he can only get better. Yeah. 22. How insane is that? Like, and like even in the the home opener there, he was one of probably like three Habs players that were smiling when they introduced them into the center ice. Like he couldn't stop smiling. Gallagher was like ear to ear. I love seeing that smiling, and he looked so cocky with it too, right? Like it wasn't like a I'm happy smile. It's like I'm here, motherfuckers. (laughs) Like let's go. You know what I mean? And then who gets the first goal? Yeah. Back in the Bell Center, it's so fitting. It was so fitting for Galley to get yeah. that goal. Yeah, what a what an absolute beast! There's not just like one or two guys that I pump to see raise the cup in Montreal. There's a which they're gonna. Yeah, there is a hand this year. There is a yeah. <laughs> they have a good shot if they get through this Canadian division. Their final four. Good luck knocking Gary Bryce out. But like good luck. Good luck. Good. <laughs> good luck. With Jake Allen as well. Yeah. He's no slouch as a backup, dude. Like, he's yeah. going to make Price a thousand times better. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's Shea Weber. I want to see him. Fuck. Yeah. Oh, just go fucking crazy. Carry Price with it. Getting yeah. it next. Galley. That's Again. what would, like, yeah, that's what would happen. Like, you see the expression on fucking Ovechkin's face. That gave you chills just picking up that cup. But yeah. Weber and Price in them, I can I can only imagine the fucking second Especially they grab Price. that thing. They just, yeah. Oh. Like if nuts. Weber doesn't hand it to Price second, it would be an insult. Oh, he will. You know what I mean? Yeah, like he's been there through the good and the bad. Weber's the type of leader that might hand it right to Price. Yeah, yeah. Before even raising it. Yeah. <laughs> Just put, hey, come here. This is yours to raise. Yeah. I bet that actually, I wouldn't be surprised. You never know. Would not be surprised, even though Weber's been fighting for it for years, just like Price. But Bergman, can you imagine Bergman out there? <laughs> Oh, oh wait, one-handed, yeah. one-handed would be Bergman, that fucking manimal. If it, if anyone hasn't noticed, yeah, fucking juiced up 
Virgie there. Oh man, no flow at that point yet, but he's got the flow oh, yeah. now, just slicking her back. Crazy. Oh man, can we talk about her center depth for one sec here? And like, is Dino the odd man out? Fucking yes. love Dino. So do I. I love Dino too. Fuck. I don't it's, think it's such a shitty good situation to have. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think he especially will. where he's francophone, and we already talked about Jake Evans. Like, I want to see Dino locked up long term. They because, tried. Yeah, they tried. But I think, like, even if they lock him up long-term, and if we need to trade him two, three years down the road, we can. But, like, the more I see Jake Evans play, I'm like, we could trade Dino for a haul, keep Tatar, who has that skill in finishing instead. We're, we'll, our center depth will still be nasty. Yeah, my whole thing with the whole Dino situation is he's already came out and voiced his opinion on, kind of, you know, what he wants his role to be on the team. Yeah. And it's not, he, does, he wants to play kind of, he, he wants to, play hockey essentially right yeah. so i don't know i think the way suzuki's been playing i think caught kanami looks a lot better this year and he's only going to get better confident in saying that i think like this year we'll wait and see how caught kanami does we already know what we have with suzuki and then uh yeah i think we'll either have to we'll use him for our playoff run and lose him to free agency i think yeah. i think it's a little selfish of him to be like i want my role to be this when, when these two up-and-comers in the franchise are literally outperforming you, not defensively, I mean, Deneau is top-notch. Yeah. Like, I love Deneau, I do. But you can't be like, I want to be first-line center every game, I want every face-off, mm -hmm. I want offensive threats, defensive threats. Like, you have to understand that they have to grow these kids as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you either want to win a cup Montreal or you don't. Yeah, exactly. So it's... At this point, is he expendable? I say probably. Yeah, I was... With I, him turning down the offer that yeah. they offered him, he's not worth more than, than than what they offered him. Yeah. I think he's raising his, his bar a little too high myself. I think, yeah, I think someone, like, other than Montreal will gladly pay him. That's the problem. And that's, oh, I definitely. Think, yeah, I don't blame him for... Oh, that teams right. beg for a top six C like yeah, exactly. And so, 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 and the Habs don't have that, like as you said, the Habs don't have that cap. So it's like we can't just be throwing like seven, eight mil at Deneau. Yeah, and we got two young guys who are gonna put, you know, their upsides better, and they will cost less. Essentially. Yeah. Um, it's gonna suck to lose them, but I want to see them obviously in our playoff run here. Mm. Uh, well, during the season, I, I think we lose in a free agency, not a trade. You know what? I'm going to throw this in the mix here. Like, it's same. Like, I have a ton of respect for Deneau. And I think my reluctancy was that, like, I didn't want to go all in on Cockney and Suzuki yet, where all we saw was the play-ins and it was only a couple weeks. But they're already proving that they might, this might be them for the long term. So if they do prove that, then maybe Deneau's another guy that's involved in the Seattle yeah. thing. And he get, like he gets to be happy, goes to Seattle, likely gets one C or two C minutes, and we get to keep the entire rest of our team. The only thing I don't like about that is what happens to the Gallagher Tatar line. Yeah, you know what I mean. Who do you throw in that mix? These guys have been That's together true. for years. And you don't and you don't want to break up. That was my up. biggest concern with Deneau leaving was that yeah. that chemistry. Because they're I I don't find Montreal has a first line anymore. They're just. These guys play the same minutes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they can play in any situation. And it, losing to no would be tough. Yeah. That's a tough, tough loss for a team. Yeah, I agree. But. Yeah, because normally any other year, 
a center like that would be the last guy I'd want to lose to free agency for literally nothing. Like he would have so much value in the trade market, mm -hmm. but where we could be pushing for a cup this year and where it's a weird year where the is, where there is the expansion draft coming up. So you were saying we could technically expose no, even though he has one year left on his deal with this year. He'll at, at the end of this year, he'll be an unrestricted free agent with no years left. But if Seattle drafts him anyway, they get and his rights. Him. Yeah, they get his rights to negotiate oh, okay. before the free agency opens up. So they could just draft so, him. So yeah, so as a UFA, he's like automatically exposed to Seattle. That's fucking crazy. And then we would just keep our entire team and already have like Suzuki, Kaka, Evans. As but you know what? Like I trust Bergevin. Look at what we lost last time. Emelin. <laughs> yeah. You know, Emelin threw hits. Don't get me yeah. wrong. I loved him in Montreal. Yeah, I thought he yeah. was an absolute brick wall when you yeah. cross that blue line. The rivalry. But you lose Emelin. That's your that's your big loss. Cut your losses yeah. and call it a yeah. day. Uh, exactly. You know what At I mean? Like, prime, and that like was probably Bergevin working his magic. Yeah. Who, who says he doesn't? He's probably cool. already talking to Ron Francis. He's like, bud. Take Byron from us, call it a day. <laughs> we don't need him. I just like that he, in that draft, he didn't play games. He was just like, yeah, this is who's available. Yeah. Pick one. He didn't go the Florida route and be like, here's a first round pick. Here's Jonathan Marcheseau and here's Raleigh Smith. So you don't take whoever. And now you've literally just given them like three elite assets. Yeah, like who'd they protect? Dadanov? Where'd yeah. he end up? Ottawa? Yeah. So just yeah. very like six day Florida. Very questionable management there. Job COVID. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking imagine Corey Perry raising a cup of Montreal. Like my God, this whole team. I just I couldn't be happier with how they're built. You know what I hate I though? You know what I hate? Is Kale Flurry's not getting a look. A lot of young guys aren't now. I love Kale Flurry. Yeah. I, I think he's great. But Kulak has stepped up his game to the point where it's like, oh, how do you that, overlook him? Crazy? And like, and he's uh, literally oh, training Romanov right now. Romanov, sorry. <laughs> Romanov, yeah. Uh, when's the AHL season start? Soon, soon. I think early Feb. That's what I thought. Because yeah. I mean, we can't be having guys like Flurry. I know Flurry will be playing. Paling, Brian Paling. We can't be having guys like him sitting in our press box, not playing hockey. That's so bad for their development. Like he needs to be down there all year playing top minutes. Yeah, I, I think he gets role. traded. I, I think Paling's in a deal somewhere. Minnesota, maybe. Billy Garen, see what you can bring in. But it, it, it depends because I don't think Montreal needs anything. That's the problem. But like teams are already watching Mete. Yeah. And they'll probably start sending offers pretty soon if he doesn't crack the lineup. Yeah. If I'm Habs, maybe you go to like fill up your taxi squad a little bit, but I'd be just going for more like prospects and young assets. Yeah. Just solidify like the now is already looking really strong and it'll just continue to keep better with how young the NHL team is for the most part. Solidify your future. You know, get that plan going for the defense. Which so you're going to need older. a center to replace Deneau. You know that. Does yeah. Paling fit there? And I, 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 bump I, up. Like, who knows? I, yeah. I say Evans bumps up a thousand yeah. percent. I love Jake Evans. Yeah. I, I think he's phenomenal. Yeah. And you can bring in a fourth line center here, mix and match. But like, yeah, I could definitely see and definitely see Paling being trade bait for sure. Yeah. Even if it's for a draft pick. You yeah. know, if your scouting's on point and they're like, look, we could get this guy. Ditch paling. Yeah. Yeah. Back to Romanov though. Like, dude is oh, out fuck. here. <laughs> Let's talk about his flow though. That hair. Majest majestical, right? He just flew to center ice in that Habs home Majestic. opener. Just as they announced it, and it was just flowing. 
He just looked great. Just blowing yeah, just in the wind. Great. Blowing in the wind. Slow-mo Fabio out there. You know what? That was... Even without fans, I'm glad they did that, though. Like, the healthcare workers were announcing the players. That, that was, was actually so really cool. cool. Yeah, that, was that was a great thing to do. Yeah. Great thing to do. I loved it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, fucking Romanov, man. Like, he's... Romanov. Romanov. Yeah. Ro- Ro- Romanov. Yeah. Romanov. <laughs> he's, uh... He just looks... Or is it Romanov? Romanov. <laughs> He's out there, like, looking like a veteran. I mean, he had some mistakes there last night against Calgary, but otherwise, he's most he's physically strong enough to hold his own so far. He gets he gets into scrum in the net. He's, like, given, like... I love when a Russian comes over. And it's like they don't just make it as much noise as possible. <laughs> Find what you're looking for. <laughs> Got it. Uh... Yeah, the Russians come over, and it's like it's. You kind of wonder if like, do you know who this guy is? Like, you're really tangling it up with like, Cassian in the slot right now. Like, what are you doing? But and he holds his own. Yeah, like out there He's immediately strong. trying to smash Kachuk. Love seeing that. The day that the KHL fucked him over for coming over here, I think they his team started playing him like, like five or six five minutes, minutes a game. game. I think the owners like, yeah, it was a shit show. Ever since that happened. They knew they were losing a good player, and I, I had a good feeling Romanoff was going to be like sick. But holy fuck, I didn't think he was going to be this good. He doesn't look yeah. like a rookie. He no. looks like he's twenty in his mid twenties out there. Like yeah. the way he plays, the, how confident he is, and the, but like, I, I think you have to compliment Kulak. Yeah, he gives them the opportunity to jump up in the play, make plays all over the place. Like Kulak is has impressed me more than any defenseman, because realistically on paper Kulak probably shouldn't be there. I would roll Mete, Flurry in and out of the lineup, you replacing think, with right? Kulak. Yeah. But how do you replace someone that's that good? Yeah. And doesn't yeah. doesn't make mistakes. No, Kulak's like insane, and he doesn't even have eyebrows. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think Romanov can ask for a better partner to come into the <laughs> NHL and get a, a guy like Kulak who doesn't make mistakes. And like you said, he's allowing got no eyebrows. Got no eyebrows. <laughs> he's allowing Romanov to his game to flourish, go up and yeah. play, and you know do his thing out there. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, didn't we? Uh, we got him from Calgary for for nothing, yeah. basically, and then lock him up. AHL players, players. Yeah. Like one point seven, I think it is. And yeah, yeah, he's been great. He's looking good. Another version of an absolute steal. Couple AHLers for a solid yeah. potential top four. To but finish. how much would Edmonton give up everything to have Petrie back? That's just another trade that Bergman's made. That's just like holy shit. Not only did you get him for nothing, but you actually asset management. You locked him up. Yeah, and he's well, turned into a fucking. It just doesn't even matter. Petrie is is our best defenseman all round. Yep, Petrie can do literally anything. Yeah, it's insane to watch him. And that's saying, and he's got a mad beard. He does. The beard is on point. <laughs> I, I don't bald, even care. I love the ball. Yeah, the beard look. Yeah, looks good. Looks good. Great. And that's saying something, considering we got Shea Weber in our decor. So that's high respect and high, uh, you know, he deserves his his praise because he's underrated as hell in the NHL. I think he could win a Norris this year, depending on how the season goes. He's that good. Who's competing with him right now? Because unfortunately, the Norris is about points. Yeah, you'll have John Carlson. It's, it's not really about defensemen anymore. It's about just how much points a defenseman puts up. Okay, so right now, Petrie... And Carlson from Washington, I would say, are the front runners for for Norris. Absolutely, maybe Petrangelo coming into Who? Vegas, looking good. Pe- Petrangelo. Who? 
Petrangelo? Petrangelo? How the fuck are you supposed to say that? We don't recognize him. He's not in Montreal. Yeah, Um, exactly. There'll be be tons of them up there for for Norris, but yeah, I've definitely liked the way Petrie started. Putting up the points, strong defensively, like leading the way. Scores clutch goals for us when he needs to, but makes the right plays too out there. Like he used to make the odd mistake a year or two ago defensively but he's not even making those mistakes anymore like he's just a complete absolute unit back there on defense well i think it helps having the concentration is going to be on romanov and what he can do so now you have a third pairing okay and the third pairing and the fourth lines these are what makes a team yeah if if your coach trusts your third line which is romanov and, and kulak yeah who are seeing a lot of ice time you know what i mean it takes away from jeff petrie's stress and and everything it allows him to just play a different style of game yeah and edmondson is his partner who's a stay at home yeah so petrie can rush up and and do his offensive thing it's 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 just so fun to watch and edmondson's looking smart out there like he's you know he brings a physical aspect and the blocks and whatever in the d zone but he's making the right plays and he's he's letting jeff petrie lead the way yeah and the other thing to what you said too is like Ben Sherratt and Shea Weber are eating mad minutes right now. And they're just like, how do you get anything going against two defensemen like that if you're the opposition coming in? Like, <laughs> Edmondson's empty net goal. Do you know how hard that is to do? Seriously? He flipped it up and it landed in the back of the net. Yeah. It didn't bounce. Yeah, he, it. Like, yeah, he like roofed it from it from, from literally the bounced behind the goal line. Yeah. That's accuracy. That that's insane. That's you know what that says? Just fuck. Have him out there anytime and fucking it, and that's empty. Yeah. After seeing something like that, yeah, holy shit. And that's that's a situation where you close up a game and you never know what might have happened if you didn't. Yeah. And icing leads to an offensive zone faceoff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But he buried it. Disgustingly. Did he ever? Did he ever? How how fun is this Canadian division though? It's oh, it's probably it's the best hockey people win. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and you don't even realize it until it started. Like when I seen the schedule, I was like, "Oh yeah, this is crazy." We play a bunch of teams like multiple times. Yeah. But when it actually like when the fucking season gets underway and you're playing these teams like time after time, right afterwards, like it's it's crazy. It's crazy to fucking watch and uh, the rivalry is going too. It's gonna be. We haven't even played Ottawa yet. Fuck oh. Brady Kachuk against and no, like no matter what happens, regardless of where we are in the standings. Ottawa and Montreal are always fierce rivals. I don't know what it is with Ottawa. They always just have these grease balls out there on the ice. Ever since they killed us in those playoffs. Yeah. Grimes, Chris Neal. murdering Lars Eller. Chris Neal being Chris fucking Neal. Yeah. But now the, the, the new wave, fucking Brady Kachuk. Like, absolutely. Like, he's a solidly skilled, Yeah, but you player. know what? After their first win, they look like dog shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. They don't look like we're anything. gonna. Yeah, we're gonna. That's yeah. That's true. I'm glad we get that out of the way right now. We sh- easily will smash them. I just think they're gonna be. They might end up being against us. One of the greasiest teams we play against. Yeah. Between Kachuk and Gudbertson and like Austin Austin Watson out there. For Austin them? Watson, yeah, like, another one. Oh, like just a Whole puke fucking out there. The I but, think Anderson. I think it's only a matter of time before we're seeing Anderson fighting. What like Kachuk. That's too good. Fuck two top six power forward fucking goons <laughs> no matter. But yeah. Montreal's no slouch in that department anymore. No, they're no longer forwards that are four yeah. eleven that you can just throw around. You know what I mean? And like, look at Ben Chirot fighting is fantastic. Yeah. I love it. 
And, and yes, I know everyone's like, oh, it wasn't an actual hockey fight against Matthew Kachuk. So? Because he turtled. Yeah. He took his opportunity. He's like, okay, this guy wants to get greasy in front of that with me. Yep. This is how it, how, this is what, how it go, how it's going to go for you. He took his opportunity. Refs saw it as a, as a fight. Matthew Kachuk had no choice but to drop his glove yep. there. And Venturot absolutely hammered him, sent a message. But that's not his first turtle of the year. No, nope. you could chuck. No, nope. he's getting a reputation. He's learning real quick that if I want to play like a grease ball out there head hunting, I'm going to have to answer the bell. But look, look at how he plays. And like, imagine if for the teams that don't have a venture out there, don't have, you know, these big guys that can answer. Yeah, but venture doesn't even have to. Yeah. There's so many Montreal players that can do it. And venture like, no, nah, boys, I got this. Yeah. And like, look at Cocky on the bench. Laughing, having a great time after seeing Kachuk fucking turtle. Are you kidding me? Mole and all is just up. Same thing can be yeah. <laughs> Same thing can be said about Josh Anderson. Yeah. He can hold his own if he needs to, but he doesn't have to. There's so many guys that can step in. Edmondson, your boy Joel Edmondson, yep. Yep. fought Tyler Myers, fucking clocked him a bunch, like made him look like an idiot. And Myers is a big, big bastard. You know too. what? The Edmondson fight was so lame until he threw the left. They were they were just like tangled up and tangled up and tangled up, and all of a sudden he was just like, "No, nah, like I'm good. I'm gonna throw a left <laughs> and throw him completely off guard." And caught him. He yeah. caught him good in the jaw. Yeah. yeah. And that was it. It sucks because we lost our Mia for X amount of games. You know what I mean? So it doesn't yeah. really justify it. There was no suspension. Mm-hmm. I get he's six foot seven hitting a guy that's six foot four or whatever it is, yeah. and. But he caught that left. Oh yeah, he, he caught answered. It. He answered the bell. For and, it too. and either way, it's Edmondson making his his presence known. Yeah, you know what I mean. He yeah. was stepping up for a teammate, and someone was gonna. You knew it. Oh yeah. But Edmondson, right off the the practice, yeah, was mouthing off to him. Was like, Me we're gonna go pre game yeah. He's like, yeah, we're, we're going here. Yeah. And so I was like, I was watching it with my dad, and I was like, when is it gonna happen? Neither of them are on the ice yet. <laughs> and then their first shift. Yeah. And it's hilarious and... because it's two defensemen who are like on opposite ends yeah. of the face off and they come and match up. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's nice to see uh Armia skating because like holy shit, when he got hit and he went out tunnel like that, like they yeah. announced a concussion. But he skated off shit, himself. Yeah. He could be out for a little while. That was a but good yeah, thing. that was a good sign. And I was I was fired up about that hit, but at the end of the day, like it kind of worked out where the league didn't come in and they kind of let the players sort it out. And that was kind of cool to see, especially on Hockey Night in Canada. A big fight that settled uh, regardless whether it's suspendable or not. That was a fucking greasy hit. Yeah. The guy who's leading the game in points. It was clearly a blindside. He did he catch that. He knew Mia was like staring at the ice and yeah. looking at the puck. Like... He could have taken him out of the play in some other way. So it was a greasy hit. But I understand yeah. the fact that the league said like, yeah, it wasn't exactly a... a headshot like a headshot yeah. yeah but like i don't know i think it did he... look okay <clears throat> as the habs fan it looked chest first mm. he tried to dip it under he's t- fucking three inches taller than yeah. Armia. yeah okay and and myers isn't known for his dirty hits it's not something he's known for and i i think it was a fair hit it just was kind of unnecessary at that point of the game. Yeah. And, like, Armia was already battling two other Canucks players when yeah. it happened. That's what I didn't like. And it's not like... And it was third man, and he skated in and decked flattened him. him. Decked him. My issue was, like, the league didn't do anything about that. And then now you have Kachuk running 
a guy like Jake Evans with, uh, what was there, 30 seconds left in the fucking game? Yeah, and he's trying to line up, like line up Evans. It's like, at one point, it's going to happen, and the league's going to have to set an example. Some guy's going to go boom, do a flip, hit the fucking Because like, these players are fucking pissed off, especially when they know the game's over and they yeah. lost. Those, those have, players still have to face you eight more times. Yeah. So if the league's not going to do something, The players are sorted out, and Julian said that too. It's like, the players are sorted out how they see fit. And it was nice to see that kind of play out on Hockey Night in Canada. Like, I, yeah. it sucks that he didn't get suspended or whatever. I'm kind of glad he didn't. Yeah, it worked It out. gave Edmondson a chance to be like, you know what? I'm new here. Yeah. Let me step up. Yeah. And the game settled down. And he didn't need to. There, there's so many other players that could have done it. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? So but those, those are the times where I'm like, if, if this happened when Max Domi was here, those are where I would like Max Domi to step in. Yeah. In hits like that. But he never did. Yeah. You know what I mean? So now Josh Anderson's here. Will he answer the bell? Anyone can step in for us and win a fight. It's not like they'll step in and possibly get their ass kicked. Like, they'll come in and hold their own. Yeah. <laughs> my, yeah, and, and my thing with Anderson, it's like, if you're going to fight, make it worth it. Like, in a fight against Kachuk, as we were saying earlier. Yeah. Like, that's, well, you're the top six guy for them off the ice. But, like, no offense to Simmons, but, like, you're not fighting Simmons because that's just well, yeah, why go exactly. off five minutes for fighting Simmons. So like that's where Perry needs to fight Simmons. Yeah, exactly. Pick your spots <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pick your spots, and that's that does make sense. If if you're gonna fight, you take off the other top six guy and Kachuk. They're 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 left wing right wing. They're in the fucking face off dot right next to each other. There's no way they're not gonna be tangling up and absolutely hating each other for these ten games yeah, or whatever. Exactly. What I wouldn't to give to see the Kachuk brothers fight though. <laughs> no, I was thinking that. There's so they face each other so many times. You imagine Matthew like going in for a grease. Can you just imagine laying Brady fucking out and Keith fucking... in the fucking just watching this game and he's just like, ugh, that's my voice. Yeah, yeah. He probably well, imagine the times he's proud. seen that fucking at home, right? <laughs> yeah. That just fucking beating the shit out of each other. I'm sure. I'm sure it's happened a lot. He, so he he loved. That they were in different conferences, though. Mm. You know what I mean? They barely faced each other. Yeah. Like Nine or ten times is a lot. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's going to get heated. And, and they're competitive. Yeah. They're competitive kids. I love the Kachucks. So, As you know what? I, I do, are, too. I love them. I'm good yeah. yeah. They're good. They're good for the league. Yeah. And I, I hate balls, that they're but... not on Montreal. Yeah. Because they're, they're that impactful that you're like, fuck, I wish they were on my team. Kind of thing, but... But the drama they bring, that that element they bring to the game, and it's cool to like. I'd hate, it'd be hard not to absolutely hate them if we had a team that couldn't handle it. But knowing we do, it's like it puts it at bay for us, and we don't have to worry about it. No. But just even if they do, like Kachuk last night trying to hit Romanov and whatever, trying to lay out, let, you know, at the end of the day, it's greasy. But I love, I love seeing that out on the ice. Yeah, it's, it's exactly. entertaining. Yeah, it it's a good chance for Jonathan Drouin to step up and be like, "Boys, I got this. Let me fight." <laughs> I promise I'll win. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, like, even when Armia got hit, who was the first guy in? Lacking it. Mm. Are you kidding me? It's nice to see someone who's not right known after. known for their fighting yeah. even jumping in. That's that's how on board. They're, they're literally just a team. They mesh together. No like hesitation. Like it's, it's just like, boom, we're in, we're in here. It was literally like when Chera drove Pacioretty into the stanchion and Gomez was like, what up, though? Like, I'm going to get you. You know what I mean? Like it's the same thing. Scott Gomez was great for Montreal. It's probably one of my favorite Habs players of all time. He scored a lot of goals for us. He was, you know what? Great guy. Good Alaskan boy. Yeah. Um 
Yeah, what are, you, are you looking at him a few? No, nope, no, nope. I'm just looking off into space, yeah. pretending he's there. That's yeah. gotta go, man. At the very least, he's a he was a funny fellow. Yeah, and he's uh, hilarious for the locker room. I remember his fucking. They just drop it to him, and even five on five, they just drop it to him. He'd be like in front of the goalie, skating down the ice, dangle through everyone, set it up. His first few years, man, yeah. it was fun to watch. Yeah, and then uh, it kind of went off off the filter there. But he got his, at least one good playoff run with the Habs. Yeah. Scott Gomez. Great guy. Yo, how have we not talked about Tyler Toffoli? Like, leading us in points. I was just about to fucking bring that up, too, yeah. Leading us Holy in points. Shit. Leading oh the lead tie for the league lead goals. Yeah. Uh, five goals now? Or six goals? Six. 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 Yeah, six goals with the one last Double night. check that. Like, he's just been unreal this year. I don't know how, like, he's got so many breakaways. And he was getting shit on for the first, like, three games of the season. Yeah. People, and, like, you got to be watching the games to see, like, he's getting opportunities. The whole line is. Yeah, and then all of a sudden he starts cashing in, and all of a sudden the all the haters, yeah, quiet as hell. Like, what oh, were the haters saying? Oh, Cockney, I mean, uh, Toffoli, they got to be getting more fucking done on the ice. Just stupid shit. Like, it's just a typical. If Josh Anderson didn't score those two goals to start the season, he would have got the exact same treatment. But you get a beer? Like, you want a beer? <laughs> not everyone can be putting up points every single night. You know what I mean? Like, how many goals do you want this team to score? <laughs> how many te- how many goals do you want this team to score? You know what I'm saying? Well, and apparently, leading the league isn't enough. I guess not. <laughs> he really cashed in on uh... Vancouver. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, he didn't really cash in necessarily. Like, the, we got him a bargain contract. Too. I got a few Vancouver Cup buddies that were like, one guy at work. He was saying, "Fuck." He was so pissed that they fucking didn't resign him. Seeing what he did for them in the playoffs and everything, right? Like point per game player. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like wild. That's, yeah, and for the cap that we got him for too, it was what four point four point two or four point five yeah. or something like that. Just crazy. Like absolute steal Comple- for a guy like that. Reasonable. You know who has a really hard time signing players to good contracts? Who's that? Uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs. <laughs> <laughs> Um, let's dive in because you know what? They might be one of the better teams in the Canadian division this year, results wise, but next you know to Montreal, what? next to Montreal. And, uh, but and you know what? The guys they signed have worked, have been working out. Yeah. Joe Thornton really worked out <laughs> <laughs> so good that he's on the IR. So yeah, that's, shitty. that's really good. You know, who's not on the IR. You should. <laughs> You know who's not on the IR? Got a milk mustache on here. <laughs> yeah, you got to give him credit. Corey though. Perry isn't on the IR. Yeah, well, he's not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Co- you got to give him credit though. Like Wayne Simmons stepping in two big goals, or no, it's three, three goals and three straight three, games. Yeah, and and that front uh, presence, he, like, he looks fucking... strong out there. And we've all of us have been fans of Wayne. I Simmons. love Wayne Simmons. Yeah. I had him in fantasy hockey as a keeper for like six I mean, years. Yeah. Seriously, I had him when he was on Philly. And, and he did scoring everything, yeah. everything for me. He's he was great. And then you got guys like Jimmy Vesey. He's actually putting up points. I'll give putting it to them. Points. They've actually that I I was not confident that these moves would work out, but they seem to have worked out so far. Yeah, it's early. It's early. It's early. And you know what? We don't need to talk kindly about the Leafs here. Because so we're not gonna. No, uh, their cap structure is an absolute mess. disaster. It's a mess. Like, why would you bring in John Tavares 
when you're about to negotiate two of the biggest contracts in this franchise's history. And well, you go and give a guy 11 mil who's not part of your franchise. Nylander was the downfall. Yeah. He set the tone for all of their contracts moving forward. He held out, they sold, and now everyone thinks that's their worth. Yeah. So. And even if, like, now, uh, Nylander's contract actually looks not bad, but the thing yeah. is, he got exactly what he wanted from that GM. So then the other players knew that, well, fuck, I'm just going to get exactly he what did, I want. Yeah. I'm, I'm just going to get exactly what I want, too. Seriously, he took like, advantage of a young GM, and now everyone's doing it. Yeah. yeah. And I would hope he's learned from his actions since, but the negotiation, the negotiation skills there on those contracts were bad. Like, I'd maybe give him Austin Matthews if they had him long-term. Yeah, like, but he's going to go to Arizona. Yeah. So... You look at Connor McDavid, the highest paid player in the league. He signed an eight-year deal. Yeah. Austin Matthews is a special fucking player, but he signed a deal that brings him to unrestricted free agent status as the quickest possible. He gave them one year of unrestricted free agent status, then and that's like three, four years away now. Like three years away. Yeah, but you know what? And he'll go wherever the fuck he wants. Look at Nady Mack, okay? Nady Mack signed a very, very friendly deal with Colorado. Yeah, He's well worth way more than that because he's a be kid but because he wants to win a cup he said nah I'm assigned for this and then build around me I was just about to chip in and say that you, yeah that was a good point so now Toronto is in cap disaster disaster okay oh. and and they're going to lose Matthews to Arizona at some point yep he's going to go home and, and and I'm so sick of the Matthews McDavid comparison. There is no comparison. McDavid is probably the best player in the entire NHL. McDavid is next level. So so when you're talking about the, the Canadian divisions and and McDavid versus Matthews, no. No, exactly. No, it's 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 not that at all. McDavid is next level. McDavid is literally what Crosby was when he came in the NHL. The only player who you can put on the same pedestal as McDavid is Nathan McKinnon. Yeah. Who, out of all these three players we're talking about right now, like... What's he made? Just 5 mil? Yeah. <laughs> he's the one on the team-friendly contract. He's the one with the best chance right now and that's what, yeah, to that's, win a Stanley that's Cup. That's what separates fucking franchises Ooh. like the Leafs in Colorado is when you got guys that commit to that fucking... to, to build that fucking... Internal team. cap structure where we're all a team. It's not about the individual. Crosby did it with... The Penguins, and they can say it's all 8. because seven seven. Yeah, they can say because it's because he's superstitious. But at the end of the day, he still took a discount. Yep. McDavid did not take a discount. Matthews absolutely did not take a discount. He's gonna walk as soon as he's as soon as he's available to. And then Mitch Marner, because Austin Matthews got that, he ended up wanting that too. And it's like that's just a terrible mentality to have as a team. A terrible so way for GM what? to just... Marner, Tavares, Matthews, and Nylander. That's all your money tied up. It's like in four players tied up in four guys, and the guys you, and the guys that you want to support your three guys need to take discounts on behalf of them. Yeah, how how's that okay? It's just not. No, <laughs> no. Like, and we've already seen it. They've lost solid depth because of that. Paying those guys that kind of money. You look at Kapanen gone to Pittsburgh and Johansson gone to New Jersey or Johnson. Like that's some solid fucking top nine depth on your team that you lost and replaced with granite guys that are actually producing right now but who like Spezza? 
Spezza, uh, Simmons, Simmons, Simmons yeah, the, then, the uh, Brody we'll thing's working, but at the, at the same time, like Simmons is signed for one year, Thornton was signed for one year. It's just going to be a continuous fucking treadmill of guys coming in and out of this lineup. You're going to have to be altering it constantly, and like I just I don't agree with that type of build, and I just don't see how that type of team goes far in the playoffs. I don't. Mitch you'll get Marner. Through, you'll get through the regular season, but I don't know. Deserves better. He's actually really fun to watch. Mitch Marner is, is. hockey IQ next level. I, I think Marner's a great hockey player. I think he's better than Matthews. And, and worth every dime that they spent on Marner. I'm glad you're bringing that up too because there are a select few guys with the Leafs that I like. We've already said Wayne. I like Mitch Marner as a yep. guy, as a player. I'm big on Freddie Anderson, like Ducks. Like he had, you know, a good solid stint with the Ducks. Um, I mean Joe Thornton now. It sucks that he's with the Leafs and hopefully he doesn't huh? want a cup and he likely well, won't. Well he's not. He's yeah. on the IR. So. <laughs> he's, he's on the IR team. But yeah, Mitch Marner. You're it's right. Like he's the closest thing this league's got to Patrick Kane. Yeah. No, Mitch Marner's really fun to watch. He just needs to shoot a little more. And he's a dynamic. Apparently his shot's quite fucking poop too. Really? Yeah. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Yeah. yeah. Maybe he Mitch Marner's shot is poop. Maybe he does not. Yeah. Need no. To shoot a lot, lot. Yeah. A lot of Leaf fans that I talk to, like buddies on it, they just say he can't. Like he just can't shoot. So why use it? Yeah. 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 So I guess that's why he's so good. Playmaking. Playmaking. Yeah. yeah. Head on in with the playmaking, but I mean, Leafs. I even like Morgan Riley. <laughs> to me, that's who should have been captain. I'm, I'm not a John Tavares fan whatsoever. I will say good things. Like even though I don't like Mitch. Uh, Austin Matthews, his kind of personality and his like peacocking out here, like trying to be the center of attention. Quadzilla. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> gotta give him credit for that. But I don't like that side of him, but I can say that he's a really, really good hockey player. And I'll say good things about Mitch Marner. I'll say good things about the people we've heard. Morgan Riley should have been cat, but John Tavares. I sorry. I know he's Canadian. I don't. I do not have any good things to say about John Tavares. Other than that, he can put up some points and score some goals. But on I mean, the bright side, after he left, the Islanders went further than the Leafs did. Yeah. So uh, you have that going for you, Tavares. Good job. Yeah. He, he won one playoff round with the Islanders. Leaves and now they're better without him. Yep. They've done just as much without him that they did with him. And the Leafs have. Yeah. It's just. I don't know. I think he's not a good captain. I don't think he's a good leader. Um. I don't know. And I'm not the type of person to shit on a guy, but I think it's not talked about enough that they picked the wrong guy. They bring in a guy who demands the absolute... They say he took a discount to come to Toronto. Give me a break. Like, as good as he is, like, I'm not sure he's worth that much money. Um, How long would Morgan Riley last, though? As the whipping boy, as they call it, for, for Toronto. Toronto media is brutal, just like Montreal. Yeah, and if Morgan Riley had to wear the captaincy, and then they keep getting eliminated first round, which I love, yeah, because they're <laughs> dog shit. I don't care. Um, I I think it would drive Morgan Riley out of Toronto. Yeah, yeah, you got to be able to handle that, eh? Yeah, which oh, Tavares has that. I guess you can give that to Tavares. Yeah, you know what sure. I mean. Tavares has been a captain in the NHL before. Yeah, that's and fair. It, it, it's not fair to put on on anyone. T- Toronto media, like, we locked out with Shea Weber. Oh, big time. Shea Weber 
Who, who's going to tell Shea Weber he's dog shit? He'd probably just punch you in the face. <laughs> yeah. And, and be that, like, okay, bye. That intimidating presence and like his first press his per- first press conference with the Habs. He's like, I'm not changing who I am. I'm not changing the way I play. Yeah. I'm not going to do the flashy stuff. I'm not PK Subban. I'm here to play my game. Just completely yeah. shuts it and down. he shuts down journalists that ask, ask him stupid questions. Yeah. That are like looking for clicks. Like he doesn't put up with shit from nothing. With these post-game, pre-game interviews. And Even, stuff. I love this and it ties right in with the Leafs because, oh, this is a big thing for me. And it's old school, but look at the return to play. How the Montreal Canadiens looked showing up the games. They looked professional. They looked like a team. They looked like a united unit. You mean they didn't look like they were going surfing? Yeah. In California? Exactly. They didn't look like teenagers. Like, like absolute joke. And credit that to the media, you know, spinning all this stuff in Toronto. Players need to be able to express themselves. And why aren't we more like the NBA and whatever? And if you want to make that argument, fine. But this is hockey. There's no other team sport like this. Like, you need that unity. And I'd love to see Shea Weber, one of the first uh, interviews he did when the media tried to stir that up in Montreal. And all he said was, we have uh, team uniforms on the way from Lululemon. It's already taken care of. Boom. Shut down. We're not going to hear any more of it. Yeah, but you know what they teach? They teach that uniform shit from, like, Timbits hockey. Yeah. If you're traveling, you're in a suit and tie. Yeah. No matter what age you are. Okay? You're not in surfer shorts in a fucking... Looking like you're in a fucking Beach Boys fucking music video... California girls, hey, what's up? Look at me. Look at me. Yep. I want the attention. I got the most fashionable, trending yep. stuff got on. A bandana and a speedo like, walking into the hockey arena. Like, yeah. th- that's not professional. No. That, and, and literally, as, as you travel, <laughs> in a speedo is what I would wear. So that's why I said it. But, uh, like, even like in competitive hockey when you're younger, if you're traveling, you have to wear a suit and tie. Yeah. It's it's just a thing. So then Toronto made an absolute joke of it. They look awful. They look like children. Yeah. It's the truth. It's literally like, you know what? I'm going to dress myself today for the first time in fucking 18 years. Yeah. And this is what I'm picking. I would absolutely plead and take advantage of the fact of any opportunity I can to look Dapper as fuck in a tux, in a suit. There's so much, so many options you have, especially if you're loaded with the money to customize your suit, to wear in slick fucking old school wide brimmed hat or something like that. Like mix it up with your socks, mix it up with your tie. Why are you going like out there wearing baggy shorts? Like you just pull that, like you just roll out of bed and you're showing up to. Because you're a sack of shit. <laughs> it's the nicest way I can say it. Yeah. Dude, Yeah, I don't we know. all have faces for radio. Yeah. Okay? And that means we're ugly. Okay? Yes, I know. But like, okay, I guess. But I would kill to have a suit and, and rock it 24-7. <laughs> no, seriously. <laughs> I would. I would wear it everywhere. Just any, any chance I could, I'd be like, you know what? I'm going to dress up for this. Yeah. <laughs> Rock, just the slow-mo shot walking into the arena like with your ear pods in like, oh yeah like not even looking just at rocking the out to tom fucking... mcdonald fucking in the earphones starbucks in the right hand right just... <laughs> yeah anyway and you know what speaking of pressure in toronto and haven't haven't needing that to, to, to be able to survive in that market freddie anderson this is the last year they have him signed and no cap space to bring in someone else 
you might be able to find a good goaltender that has, has been good elsewhere. But good luck to them handling the pressure in Toronto. Anderson is top of the level elite. The poor defense he's had to deal with these last few years. He's still one of the best goaltenders in the league. Putting up the wins, putting up the stats. And then they shit on him for underperforming in the playoffs after they ride him like 60 games in the regular season. How backwards is that? So who do you think is Toronto's like most valuable loss player in the last couple of years? The, there's so many. Like, how do you lose? Because I have guys? mine up here. How do you lose all these guys for nothing? Mine's up here. Oh, man. The Leafs, who, do you, who, yeah. who have they lost the, in the last yeah. few years? For nothing, right? Just just in general, in general. Who's not on the team now that you think would benefit them today? I have mine all locked up and ready to go. I'm ready. I hope I steal it. I hope I steal I, it. Right if if you do, I am just going to cry. I'm going to go with Stanley Cup champion. Tyler Bozak. That's better. who it is. That, that's literally <laughs> my dude. That's my dude. Fantasy hockey. Yeah. Face-off magician yeah. is the best thing I can say for him. I, I think him leaving Toronto. And and a shout-out to Nazim Kadri. Yeah. I think them losing him was such a loss. Guy. Like The guy you got for Barry who's now no longer part of that team. Yeah, it's like dog shit. Boom. Boom. Dog shit. And it's like, if that's because they're in win now, like they're yeah. in win now mode. It's like, well, well, well you haven't seen it because you're getting eliminated in the first round of the year. So here's but, a, here's a free trade loss. You just get to have, and no one's going to talk about it. Yep. <laughs> Another guy, I think that they've, I don't know. I think he walked, but JVR. Yeah. I think he was huge for them. Just banging away pucks in front of the net. He, yeah. I think that was a big loss for them. Him going back to Philly's hilarious. Cause if you watch like the last couple years of Philly chirping Toronto, it was always Claude Ruby and like, you fucking pigeon. <laughs> and now they're teammates again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. he went back there. So, but yeah. I, I, I think Tyler Bozak's one of the most underrated players in the NHL. I love Tyler Bozak. I had him in fantasy. He was great. Yeah. Great yeah. fantasy hockey. And I think that's a big loss for them. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. But how do you lose that many guys in the span of just a few years? And and be okay with that. I guess you maybe want to move on and try something different, but that's that's very questionable. Yeah. <sighs> I'm fucking baked. So that that's why I put it out because I knew yeah. it straight up. He's like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't so talked about Tortorella yet, though. That's a good one. Oh shit! Because Dubois' agent yeah called out Tortorella yeah. For, for whatever that drama is. And his his tenure's up. He's up this year. Seriously. He's been he's been in Columbus for six years. Wow. Or six six seasons. He's so. been there that long. Like that he's got a lot riding on his whole philosophy right here now. And he's not backing down either. You know what? I love John Tortorella. Not even gonna lie. He's one of the last remaining coaches that coach the way they should coach. Yeah. Yeah, team first. I, I think Paul Maurice play. is the same. So it's funny that Dubois was like, I want to go to Winnipeg. Yeah. And it's like, well, you're going to get a lot of the same, except yeah. less aggressive. Yeah, exactly. But Tortorella calls it as he sees it. He, he's a stud in the NHL. I don't care. I think the one, I think, yeah, I agree. But Tortorella wants to retire, I guess. Oh, really? It's the. Man, go out on top. To be a coach like him and to keep his career going this long despite that style, what he's done in his career is wild. And I I agree 
with his coaching style because I'm confident that what he tells me is the truth, and I know that he's treating every player the exact same, whether you're a star, a fourth liner, and you do see guys who've been coached by him say good things about him and have success under Josh him. Anderson. Josh Anderson yeah. went on record saying Tortorella was not a problem. The thing I love about Tortorella is he doesn't put up with shit either with the media. No. So it's like, I remember a few years ago, which it's what inspired you to start this channel, was the negativity, the constant shit by the, by the media. And we, you and I both said, fuck a guy like Tortorella would be perfect as a coach in Montreal. Yeah. Just to like put a fucking stop to the how the media is. and Every year, his interviews are guaranteed a top 10 in Sports Center. Yeah. Because he's amazing. He yeah. doesn't care. Dude, he will call a spade a spade. Yeah. It's true. And you know what? He he did an interview the other day with Christine Simpson for Sportsnet. And he he literally said, the, the type of athlete today, he's like, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It's a soft athlete. And he, I got to adjust to that. But at the same time, you know, I'm paraphrasing. He's, he's just, he believes in what he says. He's a hockey guy. Like, his mind is on hockey. It's not on social media. It's not on fucking distractions. It's not on... He probably doesn't even read the newspaper sometimes. And <laughs> he's he's been in Columbus for six years. Yeah. Columbus. The Columbus Blue Jackets. Are you kidding me? Really, what do they have to offer that have made them playoff bound other than Tortorella? I'll give it to it's Seth true. Jones. Yeah, I'll give it to a, a few yeah. different players, but then but he makes that. them better. Yeah, exactly. I yeah. think but not taking team was decent, but yeah, Tortorella is definitely a huge part of that. Like yeah. how he got like yeah how he has his coaching system and like I agree. How quick are they to blame the coach? You know what I mean, and and be like, you know what, you're fired. Yeah, your players are playing like shit. Yeah, and <laughs> fuck, I'm so big from a joint. I was fuck. fuck. <laughs> Fucking Scotian Canadian Kush. Scotian Canadian Kush. But guys, coaches like him have a place in the NHL. Always. You know who's going to coach again in the NHL? Babcock. Yeah, he is. I Seattle. Have, maybe. Seriously, I have. Does Galant have a job yet? No, he's not in the Seattle. NHL right now. Yeah, Seattle. that's a good hire. Um, but see, though, these types of coaches, no doubt, they instill a culture, whether they're with your team for just two years or four or six, like Columbus with, with Torts. But it brings a different discipline, though. Yeah. Other than these passive coaches that are like, okay, guys, we paid you millions of dollars. You coach the team. <laughs> Tortorella's like, no, I don't care how much you make. You're a piece of shit. I'm going to bench you. Like, nice job floating. Are you talking to Sheldon Keith right now? <laughs> Who? Sheldon Keith? Who? <laughs> oh, man. But, speaking of Sheldon Keith and Austin Matthews, was it Matthews really injured? Or was he get some discipline from that comment he made about God? That's a good him. point. I'll drink to that. That's a good point. So, after that loss with Edmonton, immediately after the game, Matthews is coming out questioning, like, well, I think we got tied up with uh, the 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 pre-scout like literally called out the coaching i think the the pre-scout was too intense on shutting down one or two different guys we can't be doing that we got to come out and you know use our offense and i'm thinking you're out there for 25 minutes a game and you're calling out the coaches for giving you information on your opponent 
like the one of the first games of the season you're playing against them. Yeah. Very questionable comment from Matthews there. Very questionable. Unprofessional. Yeah. And then Keith, right after, the media brings it up to him. And you know the media is just loving trying to get stir shit up. So I kind of fucked them for that a little bit. But they bring it up to Keith. And, uh, you know, Matthew said the pre-scout was too much and whatever. And uh, Keith kind of was like, what? Like, uh, this team has really good players. And if you don't play smart, you're you could get burned by them. So then Matthews has a mysterious injury. He might have sore ribs. He might be tired. His hand might be His a little quads bit. quads were sore. Sore. Like something's Bad going on leg there. day. Yeah. And he, he misses a game. Yeah. And then the very next game, all of a sudden he's fine. He's good to go. Scores a goal, I think. Yeah, scores a goal. So what's up with that? Yeah, I think there was, uh, I, don't, I don't know, like very well to be fucking overlooking it. But I think there could have been some disciplinary action there maybe you fucking sit him down you try to keep it really fucking in-house because you know what the fucking media is like so you try oh, to keep it yeah. on the extreme down low and you just uh yeah they could have said this is don't question the coaching staff here you know yeah. you're especially to the media of all people what are you doing and maybe it was i i think it would be the right decision to do send a message hopefully if that's what happened he learned from it i guess it's well, they obviously did they, yeah They're winning games it, that's true too so. That is very true. Yeah. So, anyway, make that what you will. Yeah. Maybe they know Queef. <laughs> Putting up with any shit. No, he's not going to put up with any shit. I think it's a good time to call it. This has been a very fun buzz up date. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Cheers. Yeah. And of course, you got the two. But all I got for you is. I'm fucked. Have a good night. Hope you enjoyed the video and uh, go Habs go.